Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to a bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we discuss the Amazon original, Everybody's Talking About Jamie. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And this week we're discussing Everybody's Talking About Jamie, which is a film inspired by true events and an adaptation of the award-winning West End musical about Jamie New, a teenager in a working-class English town who dreams of life as a fierce drag queen. While his classmates plan their livelihoods after graduation, Jamie contemplates revealing his secret career ambition. In musical numbers, Jamie and his community inspire one another to be more accepting and to see the value in stepping into the spotlight. Everybody's Talking About Jamie is directed by Jonathan Butterall from a screenplay by Tom McRae and Dan Gillespie-Sells. It stars Max Harwood, Lauren Patel, Richard E. Grant, Sharon Horgan and Sarah Lancashire. Now, Lee, have you seen the stage production of Everybody Talks About Jamie? I have not seen the stage production, Tim, so I couldn't comment on any comparisons, but it's really beloved by so many people, isn't it? So beloved. And I, I've actually seen the stage production. You have? Yeah, I saw it in London on the West End in January of 2020, which seems like a lifetime ago Mm -hmm. with everything that's been going on. And it really is beloved by me as well. I was really surprised at how much fun I had watching this stage production and just how brilliant and fun and vivacious and the music and the story was really, really, really sweet. So I was so excited to hear that they were going to adapt it into a film and here we are talking about it and I'm very excited. Brits do working class underdog stories like nobody else, don't they? Thinking of Billy Elliot and this isn't in the same league as that. It's a very different story, but we don't get many stories like this where the hero is an effeminate boy. Mm. For that reason alone, it's really important for diversity. Yes, absolutely. I think this film and the story and the stage production all play into diversity very, very well. You have Jamie, who's this effeminate boy, who's usually would be those kind of gay best friend characters in films. But Mm. now this character 
is front and center in the spotlight, if you will. And his best friend, Pretty, is a Muslim girl. So mm. there's great visibility and diversity in the cast throughout this uh, story, which is really, really important, like you said. And what's also exciting is it's full of firsts. It's a first-time film director, a first-time screenplay writer and lyricist, and a first-time film composer, a first-time actor for Max Harwood, and also for Lauren Patel. Amazing. It's quite astonishing that there's so many firsts here because it feels like a very accomplished film and it's very exciting there's so much more to celebrate about this movie the fact that there's people doing things for the very first time jamie's a coming of age story which we have plenty of in in the cinema canon but it's about making a space for yourself a safe one which for so many queer kids can actually be quite dangerous and seemingly impossible for them to find that safe space but with this film offers real hope because it betrays real people and their experience and that's why i think this story is so powerful I like the word hope. It's an incredibly uplifting movie. There's no doubt about that. I didn't think it was a particularly deep movie. There's some really heavy subject matter that could have been explored further. And given that it's about a boy looking for acceptance, I didn't feel like he was as a character. I mean, with the exception of his father, He's obviously got issues with his father and his father not accepting him for who he is. But Jamie Mm. is already fabulous when we meet him. I took out of this film that it was more about finding your passion in life than overcoming adversity. Yeah, Jamie is very confident 16-year-old boy. Mm -hmm. He knows what he wants, who he wants to be. He's just trying to figure out how to do it. And he has some beautiful support around him, albeit not his father, which we'll talk about later. But there's this great line in here where he says about himself, Jamie knew the boy's so nice he came out twice. So <laughs> yeah. he'd already come out as a, as a gay kid yeah. in small town UK, but now he's coming out as a drag queen, these ambitions yeah. of being a drag queen and having the spotlight on him and all this stuff. So, yes, the, the issues that are being covered here are dealt with tenderly, but on more of a surface level. And it's definitely Mm. a film about celebrating who you are, which I think it achieves very well. The elements are there for you to be able to dive deeper, but it stays in musical adaptation territory, which there's nothing wrong with that per se. I just think that turning it into a film was an exciting opportunity to explore things that aren't logistically practical on stage. And I felt, even though I haven't seen the stage production, I felt it was a carbon copy of just taking it from the stage to the screen. Would Could you expand on that a little bit more, having seen the stage production? Yeah, sure. There's the opening classroom scene with the light-up desk is actually quite a nice nod to the stage production. Mm. And I remember finding that such a really clever use of the set and props and how they transformed you into what is ultimately Jamie's imagination in that context, in Mm. that more limited sort of four walls thing. But when you're talking about a film adaptation, the opportunities are endless to realise these magical, you know, musical numbers visually. And I actually think they did a very good job, Mm. although they were contained somewhat. I think they were able to just ramp it up a little Mm. bit visually that you can't get on stage as easily. I like that you use the word contained and I want to come back to that a bit later when we talk about the sets and the costumes and the choreography and things. But Mm -hmm. first I want to talk about Jamie a bit more as a character. I mean, he's full of bravado, as we said. I just didn't get a full sense of his struggle from this film. As I said, he wanted his dad to accept him. Mm. But I felt like most of the community and the school maybe not accepted him fully for who he is, but tolerated and understood that that's who he was. 
And I can understand that, yes, he would be looking for more. He wants to be accepted for who he is. But it didn't seem to bother him. No. He was this sassy, witty, charming, triple threat of a kid. And maybe that's a surface level thing that being a teenager, you're full of bravado. But I don't know any teenager who has as much confidence as Jamie New has. You know, I wanted to see more of the insecurities of being a teenager. Not not necessarily a gay teenager, but just a teenager in general. Yeah, I mean, I think there were elements of Jamie as a character having a certain naivety to him. After all, he is only 16. Mm. And I do think that Max portrayed that element of his character with, at times, really beautiful vulnerability. Mm. And I'm more thinking about his naivety about him as 16, thinking that his dad is going to show up, thinking that his dad mm. loves him, thinking that his dad is finally you know, accepting of who he is. Yeah. And that's where this really beautiful relationship with his mother, which we'll talk about, you know, comes into play and how Mm. she was so adamant to protect her son, to feel loved Mm. and ultimately how that can really backfire and that you need to be true and honest and open uh, with each other because otherwise it sets you back. I completely agree with you about Max Harwood's performance. It was absolutely gorgeous. He can move, he can sing, he has a wonderful screen presence, especially for a first timer. I was really impressed. Yeah, I mentioned earlier the whole triple threat, being able to sing, dance and act, which seems really odd to call that out when you're reviewing a musical movie. Mm. But all too often musicals cast actors as names and they don't tend to have like the chops to pull it off. But I think they absolutely nailed the casting of Max Harwood here. I want to talk about Richard E. Grant's role in this film. He plays Jamie's mentor, if you like, in the drag Mm. world. I was beside myself in tears Mm. as his character Hugo shared his backstory and reminisced about life and the struggle as a drag queen in the 80s. He sings this beautiful song, which is original to the movie called This Was Me. Mm. And the use of the handicam footage shown through a VCR combined with implanting Max and Hugo into the scene as it unfolds was so effective. It was so moving. You're watching this tragic but inspiring history unfold but also experiencing it with them Mm. at the same time. And the 80s obviously was the height of the AIDS pandemic. Freddie Mercury died. It was a really tumultuous time to be gay or a drag queen anywhere in the world, really. And that struggle came through. I was just in floods of tears. Oh, Lee. It was beautiful. It was the best bit of the movie for me. Yeah, creatively how they pulled that off. It's very nostalgic. You mentioned about the VHS playing back those memories. It takes you to this transformative time within the queer culture and so beautifully and tenderly displayed that struggle but that fight underneath it all, that absolute grit that, yeah. that history that drag queens paved the way for kids like Jamie New to come yeah. in and be fabulous and confident through the support of a mentor in Hugo or AKA Loco Chanel as mm-hmm. is her drag name. And I just can't rave more about Richard E. Grant's performance. It mm-hmm. was absolutely brilliant. And this is also Richard E. Grant's first time singing on film and in drag. So there's another first for you there. I know. How wild is that? Because he was just so yeah. confident and comfortable. And you're thinking, why haven't we seen Richard E. Grant sing in drag since now? Like we've, <laughs> we've been, he's 62 no. years old. Where has this been, this content that we yeah. so, so need more of? Can we talk about Sharon Horgan's character as the teacher? 
I found her extremely hard to watch. She's the career counsellor of Jamie and I think we're supposed to understand that she isn't a bigot, she's just trying to keep the peace and she wants what's best for her students going forward and out into the world. But I was so uncomfortable with her as a character. Mm. Teachers are who kids are supposed to be able to trust and come to and she humiliated Jamie. She shut him down at every turn. You know, unfortunately some bad eggs in every profession and misguided people but her as a character I found very uncomfortable and I'm not sure that was the aim of it, do you think? Yeah, in the stage production, I feel like I didn't hate her as much as I did in the film. Mm. I found her very uncomfortable. I think you've used the right word to describe the character in of itself and especially how it played out at the end. I felt like that sort of discourse between them, you know, at the prom, it went on for a long time and it was a little cringy and I thought, you know, it's been so many opportunities for her character to be more accepting and open. And I just don't think they nailed that moment particularly well because we were just so on the back foot with her and I didn't really want to give her a hall pass. Yeah, you didn't see any growth there. Yeah, yeah. It's just like she flipped a switch and went, oh, all right, then whatever. Whatever is the path of least resistance rather than coming to accept the kids for who they are, I guess. Yeah, yeah, which was really disappointing in a teacher right? Mm. There needs to be so much respect and being an adult being portrayed in that way, especially when most of the other adults in this film, uh, other than his father, were incredibly supportive, open-minded people. Mm. So I guess it just was a bit more jaded than you were expecting. And Jamie says this line in this movie that he's no superhero, but just a boy in a dress. And I disagree with him because he is an absolute superhero in how he handled Mm all of the rejection and the pain, especially from adults that he's expected to respect as in his teacher and his father, et cetera. It's very inspiring and I just don't know any teenagers that would have the ability to do that. I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but Jamie was just really, really wise beyond his years, wasn't he? Mm, Very, very, very wise. Can we talk about his mum, Margaret New, played by Sarah Lancashire, She is so fiercely protective of her son. She loves him so much. She protects him how she thinks is best. She does stumble along the way because she is only human. But I think that gives her performance and her character a real authenticity, doesn't it? Mm, Definitely. And Lauren Patel as Jamie's bestie pretty as well was lovely and supportive. And that's, as we mentioned, her screen debut as well. Yes. And there's another line that resonates. I feel like there's so many really powerful mm. lines in this film and I'm clearly rattling them off like they're going out of fashion, but pretty says, stop waiting for permission to be you. You know, these kids are really, really yeah. clever. They're really tuned in and there's all this yeah. shit going on around them, but they know what they want. They know how to support each other. And I think that's what was so uplifting and really special about this story. What's really cool as well is that the community really came together in Sheffield to film this movie and there are some cool cameos in the film that I want to list off. So the real Jamie that the film is based on and the musical is based on is the door whore, and I say that in like quote marks, who lets the fictional Jamie into the nightclub in his fantasy sequence. And then the real Jamie's mother is the owner of the shop that movie Jamie works in. Oh, see, I didn't pick any of those. That's cool. Yeah, really cool. What's a door whore? I've never heard that title before. Oh, 
bouncer, but he, but he's wearing this Victorian Elizabethan kind of get up. So I don't know if you can call him a bouncer <laughs> dressed like that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, I'll have to be uh, on the lookout for all these cameos when I watch it again. Mm. We can't talk about the movie without talking about the music, right? I loved the songs. They're beautifully performed in this, really mm. catchy. Yes, it's a very pop musical. You know, you could f- yeah. turn on the radio and the songs that you hear in this musical, you'd you'd hear on the radio, albeit maybe a few of those, like everybody's talking about Jamie Number is very much a musical theatre song. You probably wouldn't hear that mm-hmm. on the radio uh, next to Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. Gee, I'm really showing my age that the two pop singers that came to mind <laughs> were those that have been around for over 20 years. But anyway, that's where yeah. I go. Uh, and then also some of the more traditional musical ballads, but around all of that, it's very pop musical, isn't it? I did find the choreography quite bland, though. It left me feeling oh. underwhelmed, despite the wonderful music and the fabulous costumes, which we'll talk about in more detail. I was a little disappointed in the uh, choreography. Even the black and white Vogue type number in work of art song, you didn't think that was particularly creative and bold and big? Oh, yeah, it was creative. Mm. It was wonderful, but the choreography, she was just walking up and down the hallway. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. Two of my favourite songs in the film if I can just quickly rattle Mm. off is the wall in my head I think is such a catchy tune it's towards the top of the film it's a really powerful song you know Jamie looking back at his life as a kid and his relationship with his dad Mm. but it's dripping with optimism but I think the song that jumped out at me most was my boy from the mum it's just such a powerful Mm. and intimate ballad and I remember being so moved by this song when I saw it on stage just the simplicity of her sitting in the kitchen bearing her heart Mm. and soul after a fight with Jamie you know whom she obviously loves so deeply and Mm. the camera so tenderly hugs those sorts of moments in this film a slow push or pull in on the character really adds to the intimacy there so my boy was it's a beautiful beautiful song yeah, that's an absolutely gorgeous song. And as I said before, This Was Me was the standout for me. Richard E. Grant's flashback montage was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. So we talked about the costumes briefly and the makeup. It's absolutely fabulous, of course. You couldn't have it any other way. Another mm. winning hair and makeup team led by Nadia Stacy, who did Cruella and The Favourite. She won a BAFTA for The Favourite. Yes. Oh, she's so talented. So, so talented. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And I loved that Jamie's real world is full of bland colours and his fantasy world is full of colour and glitter. In the movie, you can really journey into that fantasy world more than you would watching on stage. Yeah, they transform these places into magical spaces. You know, the cafeteria with disco balls was such a fun element of this film. And I think they really played into the imagination that, that Jamie's character had for a lot of the musical numbers. One of the best use of makeup, I think, was the drag queens at Jamie's first gig. And they were portrayed at all these different stages of the process of getting into drag. The eyes thing, maybe they just had the the wig cap on, mm. half dressed. There's all oh, there's tits in the basket, you know, all those sort of things. So I found that really, really clever. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was quite funny. It played to the comical side of mm. the film as well, really well. What did you think of Jamie's drag queen name? Me, me, me. Me, me, me. Well, it's very millennial, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like, of course, this kid, 16-year-old kid's drag name is going to be me, me, me. <laughs> it was cute. I, I think it. it's a little silly, but, I mean, not everything can be wrapped up in seriousness. It plays into Jamie's confidence as well, his out-there yes. personality. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, Lisa, do you think it's time to wrap up our take on everybody's talking about Jamie? I think we should. What I took away from everybody's talking about Jamie is its sense of fun and fabulousness wrapped up in catchy musical numbers. I thought it was more about finding your passion in life than overcoming adversity, and that's a valid creative choice. It didn't take away from the joy of the story and the message to not wait for tomorrow, be happy today. There's another line for you from the movie, beautiful line. It also shows kindness and acceptance can change your world and Jamie is someone you'll want to spend time with for his fearlessness and his sense of style alone. I'm giving everybody's talking about Jamie three out of five popcorn kernels. That was lovely, Lee. I was thoroughly entertained and deeply moved when I saw the West End production of Everybody's Talking About Jamie and I'm so relieved to say I felt the same of this sensational film adaptation. Its universality is clear, loud and proud and profoundly inspiring, optimistic tale that celebrates who you are and to not be afraid to tell the world. Full of heart, humour and fabulousness, everybody's going to be talking about this movie. So I'm going to rate Everybody's Talking About Jamie for Popcorn Kernels. There you have it, guys. Everybody's Talking About Jamie is available to stream on Amazon Prime Video with a subscription to the service from September 17. As Loco Chanel told Jamie, don't just linger like a nun's fart. Go out and see the film (laughs) on Amazon Prime. All right, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Come and join in the conversation. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Popcorn Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. 
yahoofinance.com.